What is a sanctuary city for the unborn, and how can you keep abortion out of your community? You're listening to Mark Harrington on Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show. The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our ministry by going to createdequal.org. Well, we've got breaking news coming out of Lebanon, Ohio. Uh, last uh, Tuesday night, Lebanon a City Council voted unanimously to become the first sanctuary city in the state of Ohio. This is historic news. Uh, you know, I've been trying to keep it a little bit undercover because we didn't want the enemy to know too much about all what was going on. But now we can come out and talk about everything that happened in the last several weeks and months that led to this historic victory in Lebanon, Ohio. And so what we want to do today, we're going to be talking about some of the things that are being said about sanctuary cities for the unborn that are incorrect. And some that might just be outright lies by people who want to bring this movement down. Because, uh, you know, I've had uh, this subject uh, as part of the program several times. And hopefully if you're following the Mark Harrington show, you kind of understand what the sanctuary cities for the unborn are. But we're going to get into that a little bit. But we want to deal with some of the opposition that we heard last night. Because obviously the enemy isn't going to take this laying down. They're going to come after it in whatever way they can to try to, 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 to derail the whole thing. Um, and so anyway, last night, Lebanon, Ohio, voted to be a sanctuary city for the unborn. The first time in the state of Ohio, my guest today is Mark Lee Dixon. He's the director of the uh, Right to Life of East Texas and the founder of Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn. Mark, you're becoming a regular uh, guest on the program, and that's because you know, we just keep having all these victories and great news coming out. Uh, you were with us. I was with you uh, Tuesday night in the uh, in the chamber there in Lebanon. It was a powerful night. I know this is the 29th city for you, but it's the first one for me. And I'm telling you what, I'm hugely con uh, encouraged by what I saw last night. And just to fill people in, uh, just a, a little backstory here. Yeah, I've been following this for a while. I got a hold of Mark after the election and said, we need to bring it to Ohio. I had no idea where God was going to start this up. Little did I know in the, in the city of Lebanon, this had already begun. There were people talking about it, thinking about it, praying about it, and talking to the city council about it. And then I got a phone call uh, from Lori Byers and Josh Beckman and other people in the area. And they said, we, we could use some help bringing it here. And that's when I talked to Mark and as they say, the rest is history. Uh, so, Mark, uh, historic night last night. What was your impression? It's always great when a city outlaws abortion. What can I say? <laughs> you got to say that. So let, let, let's deal with some of these concerns that people brought up. I mean, you know, I think some are legit. Uh, the city council, especially the city attorney, brought up the idea of lawsuits. And and I think cities, and, and for good reason, are looking at this and they're saying, well, listen, we don't want to get sued. We don't have the resources to do this, to fight this. Uh, many would fight it because they feel like it's a fight worth fighting. I get that. But they should be good stewards of the uh, taxpayer dollars in their cities. 
Uh, how do you respond to that, that, that this may bring lawsuits from Planned Parenthood, ACLU, and the like? Well, people can sue you over anything these days. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the issue is not that can you be sued, but the issue is if you are sued, are you able going to, to withstand uh, that lawsuit? Right. And these ordinances have been written to keep cities out of lawsuits. And if they are sued, there's an attorney, Jonathan F. Mitchell, that's willing to represent them at no cost to city and taxpayers that is confident that this will withstand any challenge. And so far, folks, just so you know, and, and Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but the ACLU did sue seven cities. They withdrew that lawsuit. You can explain as to why that was. And then the only one that's currently being sued, the only city is Lubbock, Texas. And that's primarily because, again, tell me if I'm wrong here, because they have a brick and mortar abortion center in that city. So, what, what was the reason? So, why, why did the ACLU withdraw their lawsuit, first of all? So, the ACLU withdrew the lawsuits on the seven cities <laughs> because there was there was really no no nowhere they could go. Uh, they'd already presented a very weak argument. We responded to that, and they had the opportunity to amend the lawsuits to go after the actual abortion ban. They knew that they couldn't do that, and so they withdrew the lawsuit, and abortion remains banned in all those cities. And so, and so we what see about Lubbock? Lubbock is a situation where there was an abortion facility there, and so a uh, different situation, but we still are optimistic that we're going to see a victory in that case, and maybe uh, we'll see, we have a hearing this Friday, and so... It'll be interesting. I'll be there at that hearing, and I'll uh, see where it goes from there. But we're going to stand behind this ordinance, and we're going to fight uh, Planned Parenthood. Well, you know, I was hugely encouraged. There was no flinching from the uh, council members in Lebanon when the issue of a possible lawsuit came up. Uh, they just knew they needed to do the right thing and um, bring about justice within their city gates. And I was just so encouraged by that. All right, my guest again is uh, Mark Lee Dixon. We're talking about the uh, breaking news, Lebanon, Ohio, becoming the first sanctuary city for the unborn in the state. Uh, Mark, I think a lot of the uh, interest and momentum is driven by the fact that you like to say that the Biden administration has promised abortion in every zip code. That should send chills down these uh these leaders in these cities, uh, you know, last night I said, we need to take him at his word. I mean, this is a guy that is ramming down our throats, all kinds of uh, evil uh, policies and so forth. He's, he wants to pack the U.S. Supreme Court. He wants to end the filibuster in the Senate. He wants to add two more votes to the U.S. Senate and have a permanent majority. He wants to rig elections with a national voter law. Uh, so here's a guy that isn't going to stop at anything. And when they say they're going to bring abortion to your community, we should take him at his word and make the appropriate actions to prevent that from happening. I think that resonates with uh, with these folks. Uh, this is something they feel threatened by. They should feel threatened by. And uh, and thankfully, this city responded rightly to that. 
uh, when it comes to um, the sanctuary cities for the unborn, uh, you know, last night you're listening to some of the testimony and you're hearing some of the lies that are being spoken about the, the ordinance and uh, just the whole abortion debate generally. And I know you're taking notes and everything. <laughs> you know, when you, you only get to testify once, so you didn't get up to you know be able to refute everything that was being said. If there are things that you want our listeners to know about the project, the initiative, that they might hear something, you know, some misinformation about, this is an opportunity to go ahead and clear that up. Well, these ordinances have stood the test. And, you know, I'm reminded of a story that was shared by the mayor of Big Spring, Texas. And Big Spring is really the closest size city, I would say, that would compare to, to Lebanon at this point. And Lebanon, they're a city about 20,000. Big Spring is uh, pushing, you know, 30,000. So there's a little difference there. But but still, uh, Big Spring, when the seven cities in East Texas got sued, now Big Spring is in West Texas. And when the seven cities in East Texas got sued, the ACLU sent a letter to Big Spring. And they said to the mayor of Big Spring, y'all, we just sued seven cities in East Texas. Y'all need to repeal y'all's ordinance. Well, the mayor of Big Spring was like, that's, that's kind of weird. They, the cities in East Texas, they sued. Why didn't they sue us? And uh, so the mayor of Big Spring wanted to send a bag of fracking sand and a hammer to the ACLU as a response to, and tell them to pound sand. But the city attorney would not let them do that, uh, although that would have been quite epic. Uh, and... That's the whole point here. January, 20, uh, January of 2020 is when Big Spring outlawed abortion. That lawsuit by the ACLU against the seven cities in East Texas was filed in February of 2020, and it was withdrawn in May of 2020. Big Spring, they never got sued by the ACLU, and we believe that they weren't sued by the ACLU because the ACLU couldn't find a reason to sue them. And so here in Lebanon, all the statements that people are saying about the ACLU is going to sue the city of Lebanon, well, it's going to be interesting to see what lawsuit they bring, if any, because if the ACLU in Texas and ACLU National backed off from the seven cities, uh, what kind of argument would they have here? Right, exactly. Uh, again, my guest is uh, Mark Lee Dixon. He's coming to us from Lebanon, and you can tell if you're watching this by our video stream that he's in the Reagan Room. Uh, in uh, what's the name of the inn there? It's the most, the oldest. Uh, Golden Lamb. The Golden Lamb, yeah. The Golden Lamb, which is the oldest hotel in the state of Ohio. He's in the Reagan Room, which I assume that Ronald Reagan stayed in that room. So, uh, you're on you're on holy ground. Well, not really, but I mean, Ronald Reagan's one of my heroes. Uh, uh, as you know, uh, one of the developments, uh, Mark, was the unanimous vote six zero. Now there were seven uh, city council members uh, before this all began, but apparently uh, one of them quit, 
And uh, she was quoted today. I read this and I want to read it for our listeners. She quit over this and she said uh, her name was Krista Wyatt. And she said, quote, there's a core group of people who have and this this is some loaded language. I want you to respond to this who have hijacked the council to force their personal, political, religious views on the entire citizenship of Lebanon. It's not fair to the citizens nor to the role of the city council members to be a moral compass. The charter clearly states that we are to be elected as a nonpartisan status, but the council members have strayed very far from that. So here we have, you know, they say it was hijacked. Uh, that the city council was hijacked and that they're supposed to be a nonpartisan. Uh, I find that interesting because there had to be 50, at least 50 people testifying on behalf of the ordinance. And most of those lived within the city limits of Lebanon <laughs> and they were for it. So I don't know who's hijacking this thing. It wasn't you and I, that's for sure. Uh, we were contacted because this was already going on. And uh, she brings up that uh, they need to be nonpartisan. Uh, you know, what's really interesting, too, is that, that Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn in these communities actually forces council members to take a position on the pro-life issue, which they no normally would not normally be brought to do. Uh, I, I found it interesting she quit. And that, that doesn't help their cause, by the way, if she quit, because that just leaves the seat open for a Republican or a conservative to, to take it. And then they'll have a 7-0 majority. But it just shows you uh, the power of this, this, um, of this, this ordinance that, you know, it was overwhelming majority unanimous support on council. Absolutely. And, you know, the whole the whole statement of hijacking, I mean, seriously, <laughs> how can you hijack something that you have the the role of authority in to begin with? The citizens of Lebanon, it's their city. And if they want this, then the people in office, they're representing the people. The people have the power. The people are the ones that put those people into office. And I love what Councilman Shope said uh, about when he went door to door. How did he how did he describe himself that he's a Republican, that he's a conservative, that he believes that the Christian. Bible is the yeah. errant word of God? Yep. People listen to that and they voted for him and he mm -hmm. received more votes than anyone, with the exception of the most famous art teacher in Lebanon, the mayor. And yeah, so right. I thought that was really interesting that it just it's a testimony of th these are the kind of decisions that I think make the people of Lebanon proud to be a, a citizen of Lebanon, that this well, is something you, that what city in Ohio is going to be able to say that they were the first city to outlaw abortion. I Only mean, one can say that, and that's, that's Lebanon, right. Ohio. We hope it's a domino effect, you know, that we start seeing more cities come online. We know that this isn't going to be an easy battle. We know we're up against it. Uh, you know, politics is local, but also elections have consequences. And it's funny that we were listening to leftists mostly getting up there and complaining that they weren't giving notice or they didn't have time to to debate this and all of that.
yet when when they get power, they ram it down the people's throat like they are trying to do in Washington, D.C. Uh, and so th that wasn't the case here. There was open debate. We went late into the night. Uh, they allowed everybody to speak. You know, there was it was definitely democracy in action there in Lebanon. So nobody can complain that it was being hijacked by, you know, some political party or outside organizations or or what. But um, so, hey, Mark, uh, you know, where do we go from here? I know that this is kind of taking on a life of its own. I mean, you're traveling the country. Uh, you're not sleeping a whole lot, I bet. Uh, it's kind of hard to keep up with. If you would talk to our listeners of how they can get involved and to bring this to their city. Well, this is something that if you're in a city that you don't want to see abortion in that community, then all you have to do is go on to the website, sanctuarycitiesfortheunborn.com, fill out the online petition and let your interest be known. There's a section that has additional comments. Uh, you can put some, some extra information there if you want. I want to hear why you want to see abortion outlawed. If you had an abortion, if you had a friend that had an abortion, if your mom was going to have an abortion and she chose life, and that's why you're here today, if you were adopted, uh, I want to hear those stories because you never know how God is going to use that story to potentially see abortion outlawed in in your city. And we heard some great testimonies last night. Okay. I mean, it is better than any movie that you can watch, uh, watching that city council meeting and hearing testimony after testimony, and even hearing some of the, the opposition. Uh, great, great content. And, you know, it makes you think. Uh, there's There was testimonies that I heard that made me just want to pray for that person. And there are testimonies that I heard that just encouraged me so much to see pastors stand up and say that one pastor said he was he was pro-choice at one time. And then he went from pro-choice to pro-life. Praise God. And that's encouraging to see. We need every pastor engaged in this battle. Yeah, it was really good. Highly encouraging. One other thing I've got to point out that the Councilman Matthews, man, oh man, what a, a great speech that he delivered. And of course, he's an attorney, uh, but he's also a city council member. And so his day job's an attorney and, and his insights were really telling. So he mentioned about how Cincinnati is making all these decisions on health-related issues, that conversion therapy issues and things of that nature. Well, if the city of Cincinnati is doing that, then why can't Lebanon do this? And so such a great, great argument there. Well, you know, we, like I said before, we have sanctuary cities for weed. We have sanctuary cities for illegal immigration, sanctuary cities for all the wrong things. Uh, obviously, they pale in comparison to the concerns that we should have for our neighbors, our unborn neighbors. So. The idea that we would create sanctuary cities for the unborn, somehow, you know, the other side just flips out over that and says, well, wait, we can't do that, but we can do all these other things. doesn't make sense. Uh, Mark Lee Dixon, my guest. Folks, go to sanctuarycitiesfortheunborn.com and sign up. 
if you want to bring this to your town or, or be a, a local organizer, um, we're looking for people within the state of Ohio, of course, but also across America. And also, folks, we could use your financial support, uh, bringing Mark in and taking care of him, getting him a hotel there uh, in the Reagan room. <laughs> you know, it costs us a little bit of money. So we could use your support by going to createdequal.org slash donate or go to markharringtonshow.com and just click on the donate uh, button there and uh, just go ahead and support Created Equal because we are going to be making this happen, Lord willing, in the state of Ohio. This is just the beginning. Lebanon's just the beginning. We're hoping to do this in more cities soon <laughs> and continue the momentum uh, of the uh, victory that we had the other night. Mark, one other question before we get to the end of the program, and that is you say it's enforceable. Now, a lot of people will say, well, how can that be when we see state legislatures passing abortion laws that are being um, held up, if you will, from being enforced by the courts? How is the Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn Ordinance, if passed in a city, actually enforceable if Roe v. Wade is the quote-unquote law of the land, which we know it's an opinion, but for all intents and purposes, people treat it as the law of the land. How is this enforceable currently, day one? Great question. So Roe v. Wade, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, uh, they don't say that abortion has to be allowed on every square inch of the United States of America. Um, and so so what we're saying here is we're not saying that people in Lebanon, who live in Lebanon, Ohio, can't go to Cincinnati for an abortion. Uh, what we're saying is that within the city limits of Cincinnati, I mean, city limits of Lebanon, Ohio, that abortion cannot take place here. And this does not conflict with any laws of the state of Ohio, any laws of federal laws doesn't even conflict with Supreme Court decisions like Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, but it works within those. And mm -hmm. so this is not conflicting with the undue burden standard. It's not creating a, an undue burden for women seeking an abortion because they're still going to the same places that they were getting an abortion yesterday yeah. and the day before. Right. Uh, before so all we go, it's let, doing me, let me let me stop you right there because I, I want to go on and, and develop this a little with you. And I know we've run out of time, but that's not to say that we agree with Planned Parenthood v. Casey. We don't agree with Roe v. Wade. We think they're unconstitutional. Right. It's written right in the ordinance that we think it's an abomination. They don't have the right to do it. It's an opinion of the court. It's not law. All those things are stated out in the ordinance, right? So it's not like we're saying we bend the knee to Roe as legitimate law. Right. We're not recognizing it. The cities aren't recognizing it, right? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that is yeah. important, right? Because otherwise, you know, we're looking to the U.S. Supreme Court to solve the abortion problem. That's not the case. We're calling on legislators, city council members, particularly to do the right thing for their own communities in spite of. Right. Absolutely. So we're working within laws and unjust, stupid, uh, illegitimate court opinions that are obviously not constitutional. And we're doing as far, far, going as far as we possibly can to make sure that within our communities, abortion is outlawed. And there are penalties. Uh, so up to 
six months in jail or $1,000 per abortion performed within the city limits of Lebanon. The city of Lebanon is not planned here. And people do, people commit abortion here, they're going to they're gonna have face the consequences. All right. My guest has been Mark Lee Dixon. You can find out more about Gun and Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn.com if you want to help organize this type of an effort in your town. And so we're we're so happy and pleased that we got this done in the city of Lebanon. And we're hoping to see more of these across the country. Mark, keep up the good work. God bless you, folks, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.